Hello there. So glad you could come along. I put a spell on you. Grid is live. Initiate light cycle battle. Welcome, foolish mortals. For a safe trip, remain seated, keeping your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the cabin. Be sure to watch your children, and no smoking, please. Welcome to the Pirates and Princesses podcast. We're a different kind of Disney podcast. We do it our way. We talk about Disney parks, Disney movies, TV, video games. Anything Disney. I'm your host, Tom Pratt. And I'm your other host, Cambria Pratt. And we are back. Welcome back to Pirates and Princesses. How are you guys doing? Hello. Probably doing better than Disney. Probably. Well, it's 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 a mixed bag. It is a mixed bag. We're going to talk about a lot of things in this podcast, play catch up. There's been a lot of uh, business decisions, uh, business news in regards to Disney. Uh, we're going to talk about the Reedy Creek issue that Disney is on the verge of losing control of Reedy Creek. Mm-hmm. The, the Nelson st- Peltz thing. The Nelson Peltz board takeover debacle, Disney's Q1 earnings call, uh, Disney slashing 7,000 jobs. Uh, lots of things to talk about. But hey, Tim Allen's coming back as Buzz Lightyear. So there's that. There is that. So anyway, uh, please subscribe on Spotify or wherever else you found the podcast. We're mm-hmm. trying to build it back up. We were off the air for... Probably about two years, mm-hmm. I think. And uh, this is kind of the rebooted version of Pirates and Princesses. Uh, check out piratesandprincesses.net for more Disney news that we don't talk about on the podcast. Yep. So uh, let's let's dive into it here. What are we going to talk about? Reedy Creek first. Well, let's do that one first because that's the most recent development. Okay, so for those of you who have not been following the situation because of politics, uh, Disney is on the verge of losing Reedy Creek. Yes, they've had Reedy Creek since they built Disney World, before yes, they built Disney World. Yes. Um, it is their improvement district. It is what they use to basically get away with like building roads and all that kind of stuff and the, all the choices they make that they're kind of self-governing. Yes. Well, that's likely ending. Yeah, so there is a bill being floated that there's going to be a takeover. Uh, the state's basically going to take take uh, back control of Reedy Creek, and that will end a lot of Disney's uh, uh, tax breaks well, not just yeah so what they're doing is they want to change the name of it to central florida tourism oversight board and what they'll do is they right now reedy creek has a five member um board but that's like an elected and yep. now um they want to make it that they're appointed by desantis yes and you cannot have worked in a theme park in capacity in a theme park for three years i think uh where before you had to be a property owner Reedy Creek, now it's just be a Florida resident. People are concerned that he's going to use it as a way to put all his friends in and donors in, which is a valid under, you know valid reason to be worried. Yeah, so we're going to talk about uh, you know what the proposed changes are now. It's already passed the uh, what the House of Representatives. Yeah, now it has to go to the Senate. Yeah, so it's got to go to the Senate, but it's it's halfway there, guys. So it's it's very likely, I think, at this point, that Disney could lose control. Of Reedy Creek. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, this was the result of, you know, uh, some back and forth. I'm going to call it back and forth between Bob Chapek and Ron DeSantis. And mm-hmm. it culminated with this. Now, people were concerned, taxpayers were concerned that if they lost the special district privileges, they would be saddled with Disney's $1 billion debt. Yeah. 
by keeping this a special district, but making it that it's appointed a board and the gov and the government's basically, you know, overseeing it. Um, this will continue to keep it as a special district. People would not be liable for the debt. It would still be on Disney. Um, but Disney is going to lose a lot of its, uh, special privileges. Yeah. So apparently they were, which I did not know they were taking, uh, taxes and using it for marketing. Well, they said they were using public funds and they were using it for, yeah, advertising their, their, attractions their parks things like that and i guess it was you know rub people the wrong way because other theme parks weren't doing that apparently yeah so that this is this is where it's gonna be really interesting because it's basically going to level the playing field disney has had a lot of unfair advantages in orlando uh and disney i mean they basically threaten the threaten the governor they're like hey you know uh we're disney we're gonna show you what's what and the governor's like then i'm taking reedy creek yeah. You know, and I mean, that, look, you know, we're not going to debate the uh, the issue, which was the parental rights and education bill. But this is basically what happens, I guess, when you try to go against the, the government. And mm -hmm. they're like, yeah, we're going to take it. And I don't 100% agree with either ahead. side on this one. No, I think Disney has abused Reedy Creek. It was originally set up to develop the area for Walt's, you know, it's so a fast tomorrow. track stuff. Fast track stuff, and they want the red tape. And, you but know. all the other theme parks had to go through the red tape. Yes. And the other flip side of it is I don't think necessarily the governor pointing the whole board is right either. No. Um, no, this is, this is make no mistake, this is a pissing match. I mean, that's that's what this is. But it does oh, look... Are you allowed to say that on ours? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, it is. This isn't the, the most... match. peeing match. It's a tinkle, tinkle fight. There you go. It's, oh, that it's, sounds um, worse. That, that sounds, no, don't say sounds that. Way don't worse. say that. Uh, yeah, but it, it is, and it's it's you know gonna result with with Disney losing it after decades, which of course probably added fuel to the fire. We'll talk about the Nelson Pelt situation mm -hmm. here later, but uh, but uh, along with this, I want to point out they said that they would be held to at least a higher or at least the same standard for safety when they build things, which is funny because. Um, I think Disney usually builds things to a, high, a higher safety standard. Let's put it that way. But they haven't been keeping up with it. And yeah. uh, just just the other day in Disneyland, uh, one of the boat one of the boat vehicles at Pirates of the Caribbean uh, took on water. Yes. Started to sink. Now we've seen this with the Splash Mountain logs. Jungle we've Cruise. seen it. Jungle Cruise had a boat sink. Um, this has been an ongoing issue, mostly with Splash Mountain. It happened more than once. Um, so Disney, you know, they're going to need to be stepping it up to maintain, I think, because they aren't maintaining. Yeah, I think, I mean, and this this kind of feeds into what's going on with Disney Plus, which, again, we'll, we'll talk a, you know, a little bit more about. But um, I think they've been diverting funds from park maintenance to Disney Plus content mm -hmm. creation. And uh, we're finding out that, you know, Bob Chapek especially was kind of moving moving stuff around. And I think the result of that is is this, that we have parks that are not maintained. Mm -hmm. I mean, meanwhile, you've got Universal building a brand new gate. They're mm -hmm. building hotels. They're adding attractions like crazy. Uh, everything is very clean. Actually, I'll tell you the truth. Uh, I took the kids down the fall to go to Halloween Horror Nights. We did not go to Disney. I think it's the first time we've ever taken a trip down there and skipped Disney entirely. Mm -hmm. And Universal was very, it was busy, but it was clean. Yeah, was I know clean. one of the big things people have been complaining about on the different boards has been the the trash cans that were flowing at Walt Disney yeah. World. I know cast members aren't as friendly as they used to be. Um, however, they're not hiring enough people. Like they no. there's a, a shortage, and unfortunately, cast members 
are are the ones who get dumped on um, both by the company and by the guests. I'm not excusing bad behavior, but I'm saying that if cast members were, you know, treated more fairly, if they had enough people, we wouldn't probably see the trash cans that were flowing. You wouldn't see the people being so short with everybody. I think it's because they're just they're just overworked, underappreciated, and you know, Disney needs to do something about it, and they won't. Just the, I mean, just the difference in the last, you know, 10, 15 years in how clean the parks are, and how the is, attitude is too. Yeah, it's appalling. I mean, it really is. I mean, for for the amount of money that you pay, it's just like we went to like a temporary, and I thought the rooms were garbage. Yeah, I was like, this we paid how much for this? Yeah. So, um, what do we want? Are we done talking about Reedy Creek? Yeah. So that's what's going with Reedy Creek. But let's go to the to the elephant in the room, which was the investor call yesterday and Nelson Peltz. Yeah. So there there are a lot of things going on here, and I th- I think we talked about it in the last podcast. I'm not sure, but Nelson Peltz, uh, he's part of an activist group of investors that are were trying to force change on the Walt Disney Company. He said that basically Disney's directionless. It's not making money for its shareholders. Well, as I said, I think he's got valid points. Yes. I just don't think he was right for the board. No, he wanted to basically buy his way onto the board, either mm-hmm. him or his son, and they wanted to force Disney to make changes. They had a lot of concerns about the way Disney was being managed. A lot of fair concerns. Yeah, the, the amount of money that Disney spent on Fox was a big uh, point of concern for them, and just mismanagement all the way around. And uh, apparently, he has been satisfied because the Q1 earnings call yesterday when Bob Iger, Bob Iger came back, and uh, he started right out of the gate talking about Fox. I know. It was like, dude. Why they bought Fox. No matter how you try to justify that, you overspent on Fox. I'm sorry. $71 billion plus on Fox was a waste of money and resources. I don't care how you try to, you know, shine that, polish that turd. It's still a turd. Just, just to put that in perspective, I was trying to figure out how many theme parks Disney could build from scratch. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot because they're talking Epic Universe is going to cost, which I, I... I don't buy the numbers. I don't sorry. buy the numbers either, but they're saying $1 to $2 billion. It's good. No, there's but way more than that. Galaxy's Edge. Per section, maybe. Maybe, because Galaxy's Edge was a billion dollars. Right, I think each. But yeah, even if, it, let's say $5 billion to build Epic Universe, because that'd be like the five lands or whatever mm-hmm. they have going on there. How many of those could you build for $71 billion and Disney can't even maintain their parks? Let's, let's go 10. Let's say 10 billion. You could yes. have built, you know, seven, seven parks. Seven parks. Or you could have fixed everything and then still had money left over to do several parks, yeah. you know? Yeah. It, it's it's just ridiculous. No matter how much he tries to spin that one, dude, no. You done effed up on that one. But um, the other things they're bringing up is they're going to do restructuring. Again, they just mm-hmm. restructured for Disney Plus, you know, focused now they're restructuring again and they're going to have entertainment um espn ESPN and and then parks and resorts those are the three areas they're going to focus on the new restructuring dpep i think they're calling it dpep is that what they're calling Disney parks experiences and products well basically what they're doing is they're giving the the choices and the direction back to the hand of the content the creative teams Mm -hmm. and they're letting them determine the content and like what needs to be done and how to monetize and distribute it and all that stuff is instead of letting people who don't know what they're doing do it. Yeah. And they're they're gonna cut five point five billion um over this this year from different places and unfortunately seven thousand of jobs are among the cuts. Now they're saying a lot of those jobs could be in entertainment. Yeah, um, I think I don't know, but they're, they're not the parks, I don't believe, because they don't have enough people as it is. They're more up the higher up the food chain jobs. Yeah, and this, I mean, look, this could actually be kind of like Netflix where there's kind of a course correction here because one thing I, I got out of um, 
you know, Iger's spiel yesterday was that they way overspent on content and a lot of the content that they overspent on didn't bring it. They way overspent on content and a lot of the content looks like dog crap. Well, it's not going to get any better because he's talking about cutting corners now. And it's probably going to be a lot of like reality TV and stuff like that because he's like, hey, we spent all this money on creating this content and it didn't really bring us much. And, you know. Well, you had the example of the Gamorrean guard. Okay. And it's a guy in a mask with body paint. Yeah. Somebody actually did a side by side. And I can't remember. I can't remember who it was on uh, Twitter. And I apologize. Uh, if you're listening to this somehow, but uh, they actually had, you know, Lucas's Gamorrean guard in the latex costume in 1983 compared to Disney's 2022 or 2021 mm-hmm. Gamorrean guard, which was a fat guy in body paint. So they already have all these cuts to everything. Yeah. Um, the show is like WandaVision compared to like the new Marvel shows. You know, there's a huge, you can see there's a difference. And they're already talking how they're going to move forward and cut costs more. Yeah, and even, you know, back to Boba Fett, like, people found scenes where, you know, there were sets that weren't finished. They were just, you know, shoot it and right. Ed Wood, you know, style, <laughs> style direction here. Just shoot it, done, next, next scene. Remember when they said, when they did Disney Plus and, and Iger announced that they were going to spend as much money on these shows as they did on movies? I think that was the original intent. Yes. But I think they announced far too many projects. I think they took on far too much. People are getting burned out on Marvel. They're getting burned out on Star Wars. And some of the other things that they've done were just not very good. And they weren't they weren't getting a lot of eyeballs. So yeah, so back to the well we go. So my takeaway from that beyond something cheap was that he was talking about going back to theatrical and uh, linear TV, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it's, they're like, yeah. And he thought said like, st- you know, streaming is not everything. We haven't, cr- you know, quite figured out how to make money on it like we thought we would. Well, one of the things that was interesting is something online he was saying about at the investor call uh, about different platforms. They're releasing Mandalorian. I don't know if it's season three or season one, but they're releasing some episodes of that onto like Freeform and stuff like that too. And they've done it with other shows to try to, to expand the audience to channels. People aren't paying for Disney Plus, but maybe if they see a show, they will. Well, yeah, because they're talking about, you know, offloading some of their content on like Tubi and Roku and like Warner, like Warner Brothers Discovery. Yeah. And I, I can see the logic in that. Cause I remember back in the day, like, you know, HBO shows would get syndicated eventually. And then the new stuff would be on mm-hmm. HBO. Like I th- I'm trying to remember exactly. Like I remember when Fraggle Rock was on, when we were kids, it was like the reruns, I think were on TNT and then the new episodes were on HBO. HBO. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. You know, and they were doing that probably to get the you know, get people to subscribe to HBO. Well, now they're going back to the well. And of course, cause you know, we can't have new things. We're going to have more toy story and Zootopia and frozen. Yeah. So toy story five for the love of God. I don't know why. Should have uh, stopped with three. Should have stopped with three. Uh, but Tim Allen is coming back as Buzz Lightyear. Not surprising because Lightyear was a freaking disaster. And most people were upset about it because Tim Allen wasn't in it. And because it was not Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, it, it was it was awful. Um, then we've got Frozen 3 because uh, money from yeah. dolls, and it was a big hit. The only one that makes sense to me is Zootopia because they only did one of it so far. I, I think they're going to pull the teeth out of Zootopia. I got to tell you the truth. I was watching it the other night, and our daughter was watching it, and uh, I was surprised at how edgy it was. You know, I mean, this is only seven years ago. A lot of the jokes and a lot of the themes they would not get away with Like today. community? I mean, yeah, that was just yeah. a few years ago, and you wouldn't get away with half the stuff in the officer community today. And it's yeah. only been a few years. That's yeah. how ridiculous it's gotten. Yeah. I mean, I, I would like to think that maybe things are, 
you know, kind of rolling back the political climates kind of change a little bit. Cause you know, there, there was a, a theory that Tim Allen was basically blacklisted from Disney because they did not call him in to be Buzz Lightyear in the movie. Now the official explanation was um, they wanted Chris Evans because this is supposed to be the movie version of Buzz Lightyear and not the toy version of Buzz Lightyear. I think that's bunk. Personally, I think it was the people at Pixar didn't want to work with Tim Allen because he's openly conservative mm -hmm. and the political climate, but he's not canceled because they did the Santa Claus show. And they're doing a second one and he was an executive producer on it. Yeah, and people, I, I actually didn't watch the Santa Clauses, but people said it was uh, people said it was pretty good. Yeah, so. I haven't got to see it either, but yeah, everybody said it. I mean, we've had time, but people said it was good. And they a second season because it did so well. So, you know, I mean, it just gets more and more interesting. Um... Are we done talking about... Oh, we can talk about a couple things. Uh, one, their uh, subscribers for Disney Plus did drop. Okay? Yes, yes. It, uh, they were expecting to lose $3 million, but they lost $2.4 so it wasn't as bad as they expected. Most of the losses were overseas with Disney Hotstar, um, but there were some gains over here. Um, now, as people pointed out, and I, I've mentioned it before, too, um, a lot of those are free. They give free Disney Plus to the cast members. They give free mm -hmm. Disney Plus to different things with promotions, you know, and they expire eventually, but they count free as paid. We've mentioned that many times. Everybody knows Disney does it. When they want to offset numbers, oh, look, here you got the free offer. You know, that's yeah. not unusual. It's not surprising or shocking in any way. And they're they're going to hit a ceiling. We've, we've said before, like with Netflix, eventually you get to a place where everybody in the world who has access to it, they're going to decide to subscribe or not subscribe. And that is, that is it. You're going to hit that ceiling. And uh, at that point you have to maintain your customers. Mm. And then what happens the next step is then you start upcharging your existing customers. Cause you know, you're not going to get more customers. So you're just going to charge the customers you have a lot more, which right. we're starting to see too. Yeah. Cause they made the base, whatever the base price was there with ads now. And if you don't want ads, you have to pay more. Yeah. We're like yeah. Netflix lowered their with ads price. So it was an actual deal. So there's that. And then I guess they mentioned that they're going to put dividends back by the end of the year. Their parks and resorts were up, I think, 23% or something like that. But yeah. you have to figure too, at the time of year, the last quarter, the first quarter goes October to January. They have all those holiday parties in there. That's when they were charging 30 bucks a pop for Genie Plus. You know, there's lots of reasons why that would have been up since the quarter before it. Yeah, so there were some some um, parks announcements since we're talking parks. Uh, we forgot to mention uh, Avatar is coming to Disneyland. We don't know. Oh, that makes surprised by this. What it is or, or where it's going to go? Or where it's going to go? I mean, here's the thing. Like, I mean, I would not expect them to build a Pandora clone in Disneyland because I don't know where they'd put they it. They said it was a tra an attraction. They didn't specify what kind an of experience. attraction. Oh, experience. An yes. Experience. Yeah. They didn't. So that doesn't mean necessarily it's going to be a ride. It might, it, it could just be like costume characters or something. Remember yeah. D 23 figment figment news. Oh, guess what? There's a meet and greet. Yeah. Coming by the end of 2023. Oh my God. They're going to bring the, uh, was the amp, the robot, Exodus oh my god, if they announce that and then that's all they do, people are gonna be mad. It's like, yeah, I was just gonna walk around downtown Disney and you know I just I mean get your photos. See, they were careful how they worded it, experience. They did not say it was, you know, a ride or anything like that, just an experience. Or they'll have like a, a meet and greet that's like, you know, the, the shaman animatronic, you know, and just come in and get your picture taken. Yeah, because it doesn't mean an attraction. Yeah. They're really good about that because they remember he's everything's gonna be done on the cheap. But also he wanted to point out about the value. And again, okay. My little pet peeve here, I don't know if I've talked about it on here, but I've talked about other things. When you hear about the deals and the value, 
you only hear about Disneyland. Yeah. Like Walt Disney World, supposedly your big deal is you get free parking again at the hotels, okay? But that only helps people that are staying at the resort hotels. Disneyland, like they have, they are du doubled the amount of uh, $104 one-day tickets. Mm -hmm. We don't get that at Disney World very much. No. They, um, they're giving everybody uh, attraction photos for free with purchase a ticket. While Disney World, someday down the road, you're going to get your attraction photos as complimentary when you buy Genie Plus. So it, there's definitely a, um, a difference. They're treating each park differently. They're milking the Walt Disney World for as much as they can. And Disneyland's getting like everything handed to them. But where's all the 100th anniversary stuff? Like Disneyland's getting far more in Disney World. And even that's like garbage. It's like very cheap. And, and it's not like a 100th anniversary celebration level you'd expect. No, I mean, that's, that's just it. And then meanwhile, we're looking at what Universal's going to do with Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry. It's, it's, I mean, look, people are still going to go to Disney in droves. I'm sure it's a pilgrimage, especially for American families. But if you're asking a kid where they want to go, do you want to go see Mario or you want to go see Mickey? They're probably going to say Mario. You want to go see Minions? You know, you want to yeah. go see Mario? Shrek. Shrek, you know, that's what they know. And, and Mickey is, you know, he's, he's, he's just not as, as, uh, attractive as he used and to be. And even Star Wars, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Even Star Wars and Marvel, I think people are just getting bored on it. You know, kids are still excited yeah. somewhat, but you can still go to Universal and see Marvel characters. So uh, yeah, if you're right? in Disney, if you're in Florida. Uh the the biggest misstep they made, and that's a whole nother episode, is Galaxy's Edge theming it as a, a planet that doesn't even appear in the movies mm -hmm. and having a bunch of characters in this this themed land that don't appear in the movies. It was like if you had just given people most Eisley Tatooine, Hoth, Endor. I'd love to see Hoth or Endor. They would have been all about it, you know? Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's, I mean, compare that to Wizarding World where you're literally walking into the movies. Like, mm -hmm. it's like, boom, it's almost like being on the set. And that the was the, the selling point for when it was MGM, you, you know, yeah. Disney MGM Studios. You're part of the experience. You're part of the show. You're part of the movie. That's what they did. Back Studio Tour, the great movie ride. You were inside the movie. And that's what you're still getting at Universal. You're not getting that at Walt Disney World. You know, I, I kind of feel that even just the Star Tours area of Hollywood Studios, to me, feels more like Star Wars. Hey, I told you before you went they had a full-size AT-AT. You thought I was folding. No, I didn't think you were at, at, whatever you want to say. I say at, at, at usually, but. At, at. Uh, well, yeah, because I was used to Disneyland where it was in Tomorrowland. And it was just I was like, like, do you understand? There's like an Ewok village and a full-size at, at. You're like, no, there is not. I didn't say that. Yeah, you didn't believe me. See, so here's the difference. And we talked about this before. I, I grew up going to Disneyland and you grew up going to Disney World. So for me, it was it was kind of a, a shock to go to Disney World and look at some of the differences You know, for the so first time. bigger. It's a lot bigger, but it was also weird because the rides were different. Like the classic rides were a lot different. Uh, Pirates, I'm still massively disappointed in Disney World. Yeah, because it was like me that for me going to Disneyland because I couldn't figure out like in the movie. I'm like, where are they getting this stuff from? Well, it's because it's on the ride in Disneyland, but not in yeah. Disney World. Yeah, the gold and the. Treasure so I was like, wow, this makes yeah. so much more sense. <laughs> so, oh, Pirates in Disneyland like, is so much it, better. But the Haunted Mansion Disney World is superior, I think. That is true. I will give you that. Um. Anyway, so. Back to what we're talking about here. Uh, so those are some of the things with the call. Now, Nelson Peltz was going to be doing a proxy fight to get a seat on Disney's board. Things he was complaining about mostly was the, that, that Disney was overspending. There wasn't dividends given to the shareholders. Uh, they had they were too heavy on, like, staff. The content wasn't where it should be on Disney+. Plus. Um, 
a bunch of different problems. Now he was going under the Restore the Magic campaign, but that was, I think, just a ruse because he wasn't really caring about the the magic in the parks. I, that's he was wanted everybody else that did to side with him and vote yeah. for him. So as soon as Bob um, Iger got up there and said, "Hey, we're making cuts. We're cutting jobs. We're cutting the expenses. We're giving dividends back." Oh, that's what I want to hear. Okay, yeah. I'm stepping out. Yeah, pretty much. That I figured he wasn't going to win anyway for whatever reason, and just like I can bow out now, and it, like, I'm still winning. I've I've had some people speculate that he's he's just waiting to pounce. Like he's he's like, yeah, hey, I'll hang back and see what happens. And if it doesn't work out the way you said, then I, here I come back. Here I come again. If it's not going to be him, it's somebody else. Yeah. Because now he's opened the gates and people will think they can challenge. Mm -hmm. So I think at this point, I mean, everybody's going to be keeping a closer eye on Disney. I think the only way we're going to get any like real change in the parks, though, because they just keep throwing us bones and a lot of it's stuff that they just like recently took away of like the parking. The only way we're actually going to get some change, I think, one, when Universal opens Epic Universe and Disney gets their teeth handed to them, mm -hmm. because I think they are going to. They don't think they're going to, but I, I, they totally, will. I totally think they're going to. And um, consumers are going to have to vote with their wallets. They're going to have to say, you know what? We've hit the ceiling on what we're willing to spend on Disney. We're not going anymore. Uh, or we're not going because the quality is not there. The value is not there. It's worth spending $5,000 on a vacation. Where your boats don't sink. Where your boats don't sink. And the garbage sink. is taken out. Yes. I mean, come on. You literally could go to a freaking Motel 6 and they're going to take the garbage out. You know <laughs> like what I'm saying? And that's a hundred dollars, one hundred fifty dollars a night, not freaking five thousand dollars. You know, three to four hundred, five hundred, six hundred dollar a night hotel. Come on. Yeah. You know, come on. There must be some media thing going on because I kept seeing a couple different bloggers at the Riviera now, so they must have them there for some for some wine and dine event. Um, okay, so let's move on to a couple other things, and then this is going long, so we will try to to get over this stuff. So um, I wanted to mention um, we talked about Jeremy Renner yeah. before on here. And Evangeline Lilly has given us an update about what kind of where he is and what he went through. She was doing an interview on Variety, and during the interview, she had they had asked her about the Hurt Locker, which she was in with Jerry Renner, mm -hmm. and she said, "Oh, you know, not you mentioned that." Um, you know, she started talking about it, and she said, "He's recovered like a mofo." I walk into his house and got chicken skin because I was like, "Why are you mobile? Why are you mobile? What's happening?" I expected to sit at his bedside and hold his hand while he moaned and groaned in pain and wasn't able to move. He was wheeling himself around, laughing with his friends. <laughs> it's a miracle. It's a straight-up miracle. He's made us something really tough, that guy. You've always been able to see that in him, but he is recovering incredibly, and I'm so grateful. So when when Hawkeye winds up being the strongest Avenger. There you go, right? <laughs> so and then she says about he had this, this near-death experience. She said it was really intense. I mean, he had a near-death experience that was highly traumatic. And he was awake for the whole thing. Oh, God. And he, he really has struck with me. It's been days, but I'm still having moments where some of the stuff he told me that he experienced and retelling me the story of what went on and the things he could hear and the things he could see, he was conscious for the whole thing. Oh, God. You probably heard, like, bones crunching and... He, it's bad. Cause oh she, said, she said, she said he he got a journey to go through. It's like the stuff nightmares are made out of, and he's he's lived through it. His other other side now, but it's gonna take him probably a long time to recover, not only physically but mentally, because he was alert throughout the entire situation. He's probably got PTSD from that. For I mean, I can't think you wouldn't. I, I don't mean, care how tough you are. Oh my god, that's horrifying. I, well, I know. I mean, the closest I've been to like massive, massive uh, injury was I, I once. Uh, slipped on some ice and I fell down to a ravine and I had to hang on to a tree branch. I mean, I was, I was going to go down and uh, I pulled myself up. I was like, 
damn it. I mean, you're just, it's weird. Like when you're in a situation like that, you're just like, yeah, if I like go, I might like hit something and die. So you just kind of like the survival. And you claw your way back up. Claw, yeah. You know, it, it uh, kicks in and you don't, you don't really think you just kind of go on autopilot. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, live, live, live. I can't imagine having a freaking snow plow. And if you've seen these things, it's, uh, it's got like tank treads on it and it, rolled over them and I'm like, Oh my God. Hey, I still have like residual issues from them taking a tooth out that they had to break up into pieces. And I can hear them breaking it. And so yeah. I can hear the bones crunching and, and, and then that was minor. And I know how traumatic that has been. So I can only imagine, I don't even want to imagine to be completely honest. I, to be awake and to hear all of it, to see all of it, to not to be conscious throughout the whole thing. They probably didn't want them to be unconscious because if they went unconscious, he wouldn't wake up. They might not wake up again. So, I mean, Thank goodness um, he is uh, wheeling around in a wheelchair and mobile and laughing with his friends and doing a lot better. And I know it's going to be an uphill battle to get you know back to normal, whatever normal is going to be mm. on the other side of it for him. But, you know, I'm just really, really, really glad that he's still here because a lot of people yeah. aren't that lucky. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he could have been paralyzed. He could have lost limbs. He could have, you know, and it, yeah, there are people that are injured not nearly as bad as he was and, and didn't make it. So. I know it's, it's, it's just like, Holy crap. So, um, I'm going to end on one thing here real quick. Um, so it's cause it's funny to me. There's a new coach collection. Okay. It's coach, the new coach Disney collection. Um, the reason I'm pointing this out is cause look at the prices of some of this stuff. So they, they're basing, some of them are Mickey and friends and it's basically the signature coach prints with mm-hmm. the patches that are like Mickey and friends. And some of them are based on the 1935 Mickey's garden. And I love some of these pieces. Some of these pieces are amazing, but look at the prices. <laughs> so we have a, uh, a shoulder bag for $550. $550. You can get, bargain. you yeah. can get a coach Mickey mouse for $1,500. Hmm. Um, some of these, here's a sweatshirt for about $400 track jacket for 50. Cute caterpillar on it. For I do like, I do like the prints, but I'm like, I just thought this was ridiculous. And the reason I bring it up is it's still not as bad as they're selling a Titanic bag. I think we mentioned it before. It's back in stock. It's a designer bag and it's a tiny bag. And they want, till you pay for the shipping, until you pay for the taxes, you're talking, you're going to be paying like 5500 for this bag. And it's a tiny bag, but it's for a Titanic. So I just want to point out how, you know, Disney's talking about the value and how they need to bring yeah. back the value and how they need to be better about that. And then they're teaming up. And now Granite Coach and this other place are designer brands. I get that. Don't People be like, well, they're designer. That's why. I just think when people can't, like, they don't even know if they're going to be able to afford to go to the parks. And you're like, hey, just, you know, $425 for a hoodie. Yeah, that's kind of. I just thought that was funny to me. It's a little, little nutty. But so people pay it. Some of yeah. the sizes were sold out. I mean, I like this one little sweatshirt. He's diving into flowers. It's pink. It's cute. It's wonderful. But I'm not paying $400 for it. No. Uh, but For sweatshirt. People will. I mean. They do. They do. That's why they keep making it. You know, Disney knows their audience. It, you know, Disney went from being like, for mom, dad, the kids, you know, buying popcorn and, and Mickey ice cream bars to, you know. Adult Disney fans willing to drop, you know, five hundred to a thousand dollars on apparel and swag, and mm-hmm. you know they know their audience. I mean, that's. You know, I just thought it was can, funny. Yeah, they can complain about. It. I mean, I, I think it's ridiculous personally, but. Uh, they added some of these pieces onto Shop Disney too. So you, not all of them, but some of the pieces there. Like there's a seven hundred fifty dollar bag and some other stuff. You can go and Shop Disney and buy it. 
Okay, well, there you go, guys. You can go and shop Disney <laughs> and buy this really expensive and merchandise. And the, the, the five, or it's like $4,900, but with everything, it's like $5,500. You could buy that on Shop Disney right now, too. Look okay. for a Titanic 25th anniversary bag. Okay, all right. Well, I think we're going to wrap this one up. Yeah. going to wrap it up. Uh, yeah, so go out to piratesandprincesses.net. That's piratesandprincesses.net for more objective Disney news. You can see a lot of the stories that we talked about here, a lot of pictures we talked about. And uh, please subscribe on Spotify or wherever you found this podcast, Amazon. Uh, we're trying to build our audience back up again. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk later. Bye.